Good evening and welcome, everyone. To open our meeting tonight, Shardell, will you please announce the first hymn? Hymn 139. I walk with love along the way, and oh, it is a holy day. No more I suffer cruel fear. I feel God's presence with me here. The joy that none can take away is mine. I walk with love today. Hymn 139.
If you'd like to follow along with the readings tonight, please go to our website. And on the home page, you will see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that and then look for the place that says, click here for the text of the Wednesday readings. You do so and there you'll find the readings for tonight. And our theme for tonight is, Ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Christ Jesus. And the readings will now be given by Craig. The Bible. Genesis. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And God said, let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image, in the image of God created he him, male and female created he them, and God blessed them. And God said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed, which is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree, in the which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed. To you it shall be for meat. Matthew Ye have heard that it was said of them of old time, Thou shalt not kill. And whosoever shall kill shall be in danger of the judgment. But I say unto you, that whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. And whosoever shall say to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of the council. But whosoever shall say, Thou fool, shall be in danger of hellfire. Agree with thine adversary quickly, whilst thou art in the way with him, lest at any time the adversary deliver thee to the judge, and the judge deliver thee to the officer, and thou be cast into prison. Verily I say unto you, Thou shalt by no means come out thence, till thou hast paid the uttermost farthing. Acts. And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. There stood a man of Macedonia and prayed him, saying, Come over into Macedonia and help us. And the multitude rose up together against them. And the magistrates rent off their clothes and commanded to beat them. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging 
the jailer to keep them safely. And at midnight Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's bands were loosed. And the keeper of the prison, waking out of his sleep, seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had been fled. But Paul cried with a loud voice, saying, Do thyself no harm, for we are all here. Then he called for a light and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas and brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved, and thy house. And they spake unto him the word of the Lord, and to all that were in this ho his house. And he took them the same hour of the night, and washed their stripes, and was baptized. He and all his straightway. And when he had brought them into his house, he set meat before them and rejoiced, believing in God with all his house. Science and Health, Keats and Scriptures. Jesus' teaching and practice of truth involves such a sacrifice as makes us to admit its principle to be love. This was the precious import of our Master's sinless career and of his demonstration of power over death. He proved by his deeds that Christian science destroys sickness, sin, and death. Our Master taught no mere theory, doctrine, or belief. It was the divine principle of all real being which he taught and practiced. His proof of Christianity was no form or system of religion and worship, but Christian science working out the harmony of life and love. Jesus' parables explain life as never mingling with sin and death. He laid the acts of science at the root of material knowledge, that it might be ready to cut down the false doctrine of pantheism, that God, or life, is in or of matter. Jesus sent forth 70 students at one time, but only 11 left a desirable historic record. Tradition credits him with two or three hundred other disciples who left no name. Many are called, but few are chosen. They fell away from 
grace because they never truly understood their master's instruction. While respecting all that is good in the church or out of it, one's consecration to Christ is more on the ground of demonstration than of profession. In conscience, we cannot hold to beliefs outgrown. By understanding more of the divine principle of the deathless Christ, we are enabled to heal the sick and to triumph over sin. Fear of punishment never made man truly honest. Moral courage is requisite to meet the wrong and to proclaim the right. But how shall we reform the man who has more animal than moral courage and who has not the true idea of good? Through human consciousness, convince the mortal of his mistake and seeking material means for gaining happiness. Reason is the most active human faculty. Let that inform the sentiments and awaken the man's dormant sense of moral obligation. And by degrees, he will learn the nothingness of the pleasures of human sense and the grandeur and bliss of a spiritual sense, which silences the material or corporeal. Then he will not only be saved, but is saved. Miscellaneous Writings, an excerpt from Love Your Enemies. Who is thine enemy that thou shouldst love him? Is it a creature or a thing outside thine own creation? Can you see an enemy, except you first formulate this enemy and then look upon the object of your own conception? What is it that harms you? Can height or depth or any other creature separate you from the love that is omnipresent good, that blesses infinitely one and all? Simply count your enemy to be that which defiles, defaces, and dethrones the Christ image that you should reflect. Whatever purifies, sanctifies, and consecrates humans' life is not an enemy, however much we suffer in the process. Shakespeare writes, Sweet are the uses of adversity. Jesus said, Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and say all manner of evil against you falsely, for my sake. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. The Hebrew law, with its thou shall not, its demand and sentence, can only be fulfilled through the gospel's benediction. Then blessed are ye, insomuch as the consciousness of good, grace, and peace comes through affliction rightly understood. As sanctified by the purification it brings to the flesh, to pride, self-ignorance, self-will, 
self-love, self-justification. Sweet indeed are these uses of his rod. Well is it that the shepherd of Israel passes all his flock under his rod into his fold, thereby numbering them and giving them refuge at last from the elements of earth. Love thine enemies is identical with thou hast no enemies. Wherein is this conclusion relative to those who have hated thee without a cause? Simply in that those unfortunate individuals are virtually thy best friends. Primarily and ultimately, they are doing thee good far beyond the present sense which thou canst entertain of good. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. Carol, will you please announce the next hymn? Hymn number 354. Tis God the Spirit leads in paths before unknown. The work to be performed is ours. The strength is all his own. Hymn 354.
Good evening and welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our Wednesday weekly, weekly Wednesday testimony meeting for Wednesday, January 19th, 2022. Welcome one and all. We actually have quite a wonderful outreach from our church. Much of it is from our various websites, many of whom are actually in other foreign languages. And as a result, the Word of God is reaching people all over the world. And in fact, people from all over the globe have found our church, and we're thankful for each and every one of you who has done so. I would like to encourage everyone to browse through our websites. We have so much material there to offer. It's all inspired and healing material for your reading, study, listening, etc. And I'd like to point out one article that we're now featuring on the homepage of our English website. And it's an article entitled, Working in Truth. This is by the Reverend G.A. Kratzer. It's a wonderful article. I highly recommend it. Join us every Sunday. We uh, start here on Sundays at 10 o'clock in the morning with our roundtable discussion. We follow that with our church service at 11 a.m. And I'd like to also mention that we have a wonderful Sunday school for children. It meets every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. And our Sunday school has a teleconference dedicated exclusively to the Sunday school. Many of our students do attend our Sunday school by telephone. What this means is that your child, too, uh, can attend our Sunday school simply by telephone. Call up the church, we'll give you the number for the Sunday school, and we would love to welcome your child there. <clears throat> Before we go on, I have one more, actually very important announcement about our membership meeting. It has been postponed one week, so it'll be held on Thursday of next week. That is January 27th, 2022. So make a note. Our member, for those of you who have joined us in membership, our membership meeting is a week from tomorrow, 8 o'clock sharp. If you can't come to Plainfield attend, uh, you can attend by teleconference. Okay. I will now read from the Church Manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ, who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or of suffering, though the generic name of the disease may be indicated. <clears throat> now, for everybody that gives a testimony tonight, we kindly ask that you keep it within four minutes. This will give everyone else the opportunity to share their offering. And for those of you who are on the teleconference, when you're ready to give a testimony, 
please press the star button on your telephone twice. Remember, however, when you do so, we're going to be able to hear you as well as any other sounds that your telephone picks up. So please be in a quiet place. And I will call on each of you one at a time by name. And our meeting tonight is now open for sharing testimonies of healing through Christian science. Janet, Georgia. Janet from Georgia, go ahead. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Craig, for these beautiful readings, and, and thank you all for this beautiful service. I'd like to share a healing that my mother had through her study of Christian science. Um, after a Wednesday evening service one night, my um, mother's friend drove her home from the service, and as they were sitting in the car talking, the friend asked my mother why she had not yet become a member of the church. And my mother told her that As she knew, she was a smoker, so therefore, at that time, she couldn't. My mother was a chain smoker, which meant that after finishing one cigarette, she would light up another almost immediately. She said because of that tobacco habit, she had terrible stains on her fingers, which she tried to remove many times, even using bleach. My mother told me that when she left her friend and started to walk into the house, She felt as though her feet were not touching the ground. When she entered the house, she walked to where her cigarettes were, picked them up, and without hesitation, threw them in the trash. That was the end of her tobacco habit. She had been completely healed, and she never even had any withdrawal symptoms. I don't know what she and her friend talked about, but I do feel certain that through that conversation, a shift took place in her thinking. I know that her desire to join the church was far greater than that of smoking cigarettes. She applied for membership, was accepted, and became a very active member. She served in many capacities as librarian, um, usher, and first reader. And the tobacco stains on her fingers completely disappeared. Mrs. Eddy states in Science and Health in the chapter on prayer on page one, quote, desire is prayer and no loss can occur from trusting God with our desires that they may be molded and exalted before they take form in words and in deeds, end quote. I'm so grateful that my mother shared this healing with me. I have to say that I have no recollection of my mother smoking at any time. I'm grateful that she raised my sister and I in Christian science, and I'm grateful to my dad who voiced no objection to this. I'm grateful to God for the many blessings that I have had through the study of Christian science and to our dear leader, Mary Baker Eddy. Also, words cannot adequately express my gratitude to my dedicated practitioner who helps keep me focused on God's allness and for this Plainfield Christian Science Church, independent, whose light of love shines forth, blessing the community, our country, and the world. Thank you so much. Thank you. Linda. Thank you very much for the readings tonight. 
I want to express my gratitude for all the audio recordings found on the Field website. We hear weekly many attesting how blessed they are by listening to them. In our Unity Watch last night, there was a, a line from Hymn 36 that read, quote, Church of the ever-living God, the Father's gracious choice, amid the voices of this earth, how mighty is thy voice. End quote. This is what I feel I have experienced as to this church, his voice. Those who are being used by God to get his word out. Those who have lived unselfish lives, have battled with error, and understand Mrs. Eddy's place as revelator and love for Jesus Christ and God. Shutting out the voices of this earth is not something one can easily do alone, sometimes not at all. At a time that it's so easy to isolate oneself, it is important to stay with the church family that understands God and how to pray that his kingdom be felt and seen on earth as in heaven. I have been lifted up many times with the power behind the readings and the activities here, a time that I could not have done it by myself. When I first came, I spent many months just listening to all I could, which helped wash away all the materialism that had been absorbed, which was making hearing God near impossible. All the powerful message of truth and practical steps given to live this science cleansed my thought and filled it with thoughts of God, gave me instruction and correction, and I saw healing begin to take place in my life in so many ways, something I had not seen anywhere else. I am so very grateful for all the faithful individuals who day in and day out do not stop supporting and working for this cause that has manifested in this church of the ever-living God. Thank you. Thank you. Nancy. Nancy from New Jersey, go ahead. Good evening. Thank you for tonight's service for the inspiring readings and music and the testimonies. I wanted to express my gratitude for this church and for our weekly watches. While doing last night's watch, I was so grateful to be reminded just how important it was for me to always express my gratitude while doing these watches and to put into practice in my daily life the teachings and instructions of Mrs. Eddy's pure Christian science that were taught here. In our watch last night, we were given a beautiful hymn, number 36, to work with, and the following priceless instructions. To let his mighty voice rise up above all the voices of the earth. To let us hear his words, noiseless and pure, above all the words of earth to let not the hurrying crowds of time keep our steps from being unhurried, calm, and sure, and to let our eyes not be restless, but steadfast, so we may behold the silent loveliness that fills the morning sky. I was and I am so grateful for these instructions 
to practice stillness and to listen and to be sure that it is his voice that I am listening to, to slow down, to not rush ahead and do what I think should be done, but to be patient, asking, Father, not my will, but thy will. And instead of being restless or anxious about what I think I'm seeing going on, to be steadfast and pray to see past the illusion to what is really true so that I can see that silent loveliness that fills the morning sky, that I can see what is truly going on right there and always has been, the harmony, the truth, the life, and the love that is the allness of God and nothing else. I was deeply moved by these statements and so grateful for the priceless lessons I am learning here and for my practitioner's support and prayers and for this church and all that it freely and lovingly provides. I'm so grateful to God, to Christ Jesus, our way shower, and to Mrs. Eddy and for her priceless gift of Christian science. Thank you. Thank you. Shardell. Good evening. First of all, I'd like to thank for the, the readings were so wonderful, and they really helped me today. Also, I'm so grateful for our hands, healing and so encompassing all our needs. So, thank you. And then, from my regular testimony, sometimes fruitage comes in small ways, but I am nonetheless very grateful. For a year or more, I had a small, bony, round growth on my lower leg. Recently, I have been working diligently on directions given by my ever-patient practitioner. I was delighted that this growth just fell off. No hole, no scab, just normal, smooth skin. One of the things I am learning from the teachings at this church is not to accept anything that is not from God, big or small. Mary Baker Eddy, her spiritual footsteps by the Gilbert Carpenters, father and son, explained how Mrs. Eddy maintained a spiritual atmosphere in her home, not allowing anyone to slip out of that atmosphere no matter how small it might appear to her workers. I am grateful for God, Christ Jesus, Mary Baker Eddy, and this wonderful independent church that also maintains a spiritual atmosphere and is teaching all of us near and far to stay focused on God, no matter the situation, big or small. Thank you. Thank you. Betty. Betty from California. Go ahead. Good evening. Um, thank you for the readings and for the music tonight. Um, tonight I'd like to express gratitude for my trip to Montana to visit my son and his family at Christmas. It started several months before when I had asked for help from the Plainfield practitioner. 
when I spoke about flying up, like we had done a couple, you know, the last couple of years, she spoke to me about not spending time in the atmosphere of those airports. So my husband and I decided to go ahead and drive up. Um, she reminded me that I needed to make sure I expressed the Christ while visiting on the way up, on the way back, um, and to be aware of, uh, during traveling, about fears of contagion and to prepare my thought about that. And that also, and that the Christ goes before me to prepare the way. Wonderful, beautiful thoughts. I got help for the trip um, with, uh, on the way up, and the trip on the way up was sunny and dry, and we had a good visit and got to spend some time with the grandson. And on the way back, we heard several reports about snow for the first two days of our trip. And I started working with him, 53, Everlasting Arms of Love. And I also contacted the Plainfield practitioner I've been working with and who agreed to work for us. And boy, did we get help. The first day of the trip, she texted me with the, um, the phrase, God prepares the way for your safe and timely return. It was just perfect for what we needed. It was partly sunny most of the way that first day. Uh, the snow stopped in Idaho Falls before we uh, arrived at our hotel there. The next morning, uh, the practitioner texted me, God will see you all the way. And it's a slight variation on the second to last line in Hymn 53. And... Uh, I just loved that. It was very comforting, and I knew it was going to be okay. That morning when we uh, headed out, the road was cleared, and we didn't see much snow until about an hour and a half or so before we made it to our second hotel in the more southerly part of Utah. Uh, the snow plows were out, and um, we, we were, you know, the snow was falling, um, and... This car passed us, and I was led to follow that car, and so I told my husband, and we got behind this car, and we did that for a while until the snow had cleared, slowed down and the roads were cleared. They got the plows out and everything, and we got to our uh, second hotel um, in about 20 minutes after we lost that red car. The next day was... Um, sunshine and the storm was over and was kind of blowing out you know you had clouds and the next day the last day's journey the third day was mostly sunshine and we arrived home safely um i'm so grateful for the help with the trip and it's so true that you have to do more work when you go on a trip than and not less work we found out later um that it had started snowing heavily one hour after leaving Idaho Falls. Talk about protection. I'm very grateful for God's protection and for the practitioner's help and for the Plainfield Church and for Christian Science. Thank you. Thank you. Now, this is Bruce. I'm very grateful for Christian Science. Since I've come to this church, I've learned so much and have gained uh, so many blessings. I'm so thankful. 
I'd like to mention something that uh, Jesus Christ has been recorded to have asked when he asks, which one of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit to his stature? And one of the aspects of this taking thought in this context, I think, is worrying. And if I ever felt like I needed to uh, mention something to somebody where they need to do something where they have to spend more money, I was a little concerned about how I'm going to go about it. Worrying about it. <laughs> well, anyway, I had an opportunity today, and I knew I had to tell this party that they needed to change one arrangement with their business uh, arrangements, so, but the result of it was going to be that they're going to spend more money. But it was something they needed to do. So I just remember a few basic th uh, truths about God. God is the giver of all good. He's the source of all good. He, in fact, he is omnipresent good. And in fact, his goodness is ever available to everyone. It's a fairly simple, basic truth, but yet a powerful one. So with that, I dropped all concern about uh, what I was having to say to this person. And when the time came, just a matter of fact, you know, this is it. And the, the person wanted some explanation, so I gave it to uh, her. It was a lady who had called me. And uh, with that, she said, okay, we'll take it. So I love it when things work out like that. It makes you wonder, like, well, what was all the concern about? Well, there's no concern, after all. Once we stay close to God and recognize his bountiful goodness, and he's no respecter of persons, so it's good for everyone, thankful. Very thankful for Christian science and what I've learned here in Plainfield. Sharon. Several months ago, I was taking a walk and I twisted my ankle. Immediately, it began to swell and I was in a lot of pain. And the words from hymn 139, which we sang earlier, came to me. I walk with love along the way, and oh, it is a holy day. No more I suffer cruel fear. I feel God's presence with me here. And I thought, I have nothing to worry about. God's right here with me. He takes me all the way. And I started thinking about what the words meant and kept walking. And before I realized it, I was home. The swelling was gone and the healing was complete. I am so grateful for what I am learning in this church, for all the resources that we have to use that bring about these healings, and for practitioner help and to be a member of this church. And thank you for the readings. Thank you. Benjamin. Thank you. Uh, thank you for, uh, Craig, thank you for the uh, inspiring reading tonight. I'm so happy to be here tonight. Um, about a week ago, um, I was home um, during the evening time, and uh, a neighbor came knocking on my door, and uh, I was wondering why she's knocking. She said, you got to come out. So I opened the door. She told me that somebody just hit my car at the back on the side of the street. And um, 
and came outside and the person hit the car and left without um, you know, refusing to take responsibility for, the, for his or her actions. Anyway, that's the small part of the story. The big part of the story is that when I came out, I found out that my neighbors, many of them I haven't actually met before, or maybe I have met them, I haven't actually like, fully recognized them. They were all there, they already called the police before they even called me. Um, some of them already checking their cameras, making sure that if they can find the vehicle. And um, I just felt loved you know, seeing this kind of reaction coming from, from my neighbors, it, it was just uh, inspiring. And um, I was speechless, you know. Uh, uh, um, we haven't been living here for a very long time, but for the small amount of time we, we, we've been living in this neighborhood, I have felt nothing but love from every single one of my neighbors. And um, I just want to say how grateful I am that God gave me the opportunity to get to know some of them. And uh, just, it's a blessing. I always say, if you want to know how much you love God, uh, you can easily measure that by how much you love your neighbor. And um, I'm so grateful for my neighbors. I'm so grateful that God made it possible for me to get to know them. I'm so grateful for what I'm learning in this church. I'm grateful for Mrs. Sadie and for what she has given to us, for the knowledge that we learn from it every day. Thank you. Thank you. Lil. Thank you for the wonderful readings and the music. Every part of our lives is wonderfully governed by God. I was remembering with great gratitude how God and practitioner cared for me regarding employment. Several years ago, my job had been terminated suddenly. I found, I found a temporary position where uh, I would be able to do several different uh, uh, temporary jobs. But after uh, six months, the jobs ended. Before I went for that temporary job, I also left my application at a large nearby company for a permanent position. After about six months, as I said with the temporary assignments, they ended. Just then, the other company called me to interview and I was offered the job. I was so, so grateful for God's love and the provision from the practitioner to help me meeting my need. He is always there to fill every need, and it's such a blessing. Thank you. Carol. I'm very grateful for God. Um, 
that he takes care of our needs no matter how small or how large they are. Um, I, when I went to work the other day, I, when I got there, I, I realized I only had one earring on. And uh, so when I took my jacket off, I checked all my pockets and everything, and it just was nowhere to be found. So um, I just prayed and said, Father, you know where my earring is. It's one of my favorites, and you're caring for it. And when the time is right, you'll show me where it is. And uh, I just left it there with God. And when I went outside after work, I looked uh, where I had parked my car, and it wasn't there on the ground. So again, I said, Father, I know you know where it is, and you'll let me know. So I think it was two days later, I dug in my pocketbook to, uh, now I'm always digging in my pocketbook, <laughs> and I, I uh, took my sunglasses out, and something fell in my lap. I was driving the car at the time, and I felt my lap, and there was my earring. And <laughs> I was just so very grateful that nothing is out of God's care. Nothing is too small for him to watch over and uh, to keep us happy and fulfilled with, with what we want to do and with what we have. I'm so very grateful. I've heard stories that people would say, oh, I prayed for something, and it was just like God dropped it in my lap. Well, he really did on this one. <laughs> and I am so very grateful to God and so grateful for Christian science and how we learn to just not worry and fuss, which is what I would have done in the past, but just to give it over to God and let him take care of it. I'm just so grateful for this church and so grateful for practitioner help and uh, for all that I've been learning and continue to learn. Thank you. Thank you. Jeremy. On page 71 of Science and Health, Mary Baker Eddy wrote, quote, Evil has no reality. It is neither person, place, nor thing, but is simply a belief an illusion of material sense, end quote. I am very grateful tonight for how Christian science teaches us to impersonalize error and evil. Learning to do this has allowed me to truly forgive past events to the point where those things which used to really bother me have now essentially faded away. I realized this recently when I was going over my past testimonies just to remember all the good that God has done for me and encountered one that for many years I looked on as the cruelest thing anyone had ever done to me, and the memory had no sting of betrayal to it any longer. What a healing. And there have been many times in Plainfield where I have failed to handle animal magnetism, and been most grateful that those affected were able to impersonalize the error while helping me to get right. It is so humbling to experience other people truly being able to forgive while still going after the error with both barrels, so to speak. I was, I was praying about how to end this testimony, and then I remembered my mother, who had some bit of Christian science throughout her life. But in the end, she was unable to impersonalize error and truly forgive others. I think she felt it would have been like she was giving up her past. But by continuing to hold to those errors, she really essentially gave up her future. And this has been a powerful warning for me. And it makes me more, even more grateful for all I've learned here and for practitioner support 
which has helped me to learn to live the science and feel the freedom that the teachings of Christ Jesus and Mary Baker Eddy bring to my life. What a blessing it is to be a member of this church. Thank you. Thank you. Florence from Georgia, go ahead. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you, Craig, for the readings tonight. I particularly love the theme, You Shall Know the Truth, and the Truth Shall Make You Free. I surely have found the truth, the truth of what I am in God, and I know that this is where I stay, and therefore have the freedom that I need. God has given all of us this freedom, and he is the just God. And if we learn to find who we are in him, we are never separated from him. And if we stay there, we also will find our peace. I thank God for finding this church or bringing me here, I should say, and all that he has done over the years through Christian science. I find this finding who we are, who we truly are, the crux of this journey. I thank God. I thank Mary Baker Eddy, Christ Jesus, of course, and everyone who has worked and sacrificed to keep this truth going. And I pray all the time, daily, that all mankind know this truth, because this is what is most lacking. Thank God for everything. Thank God for all the testimonies the music in the beginning, and the hymns. And I thank God that he made it possible for us to have this meeting tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Mary. Mary. Good evening, everyone. I have lots to read tonight. Uh, the first is from Illinois. I read a wonderful article this morning called It's Not Worth It, which can be found on page 90 of Sermons and Articles on Christian Science by Doris White Evans. Some excerpts from the article are as follows. And this first one is from Miscellaneous Writings by Mrs. Eddy. No evidence before the material senses can close my eyes to the scientific proof that God good is supreme. And then... Don't be disturbed. It's not worth it. The intent of era is always to disrupt and disturbs, disturb man's thinking so that he forgets that God good is supreme. And then again, a, from miscellaneous writings, a calm Christian state of mind is the pure preventative against trouble of any sort. No, this too shall pass. Truly, era was era never was worth it. I am so grateful to be putting this into practice. And then California. Thank you, Plainfield. Thank you, Thomas, for the Bible study on the book of Revelation, which I look forward to studying further in the coming months. The initial stumbling block in thinking that it was not understandable has been brushed aside and replaced with a thirst for whatever I can read. So I sit in the company of my books with Jesus, John, Mary Baker Eddy, Reverend Kratzer, and Irving C. Tomlinson, having just embarked on this adventure 
and holding to the great expectation of gleaning in the fields. The word revelation in Latin is to unveil or reveal, and apocalypse in Greek is to uncover or to disclose. And then this from Canada. Wow, huge thanks for posting the article by Myrtle Stewart, the 1910 coup. The article was a great follow-up to Andrew Hartsook's book, Christian Science After 1910. It was extremely helpful to be alerted to the depth of deception by the BOD after Mrs. Eddy's passing. Thank you, Plainfield, for withstanding your years of trial when being excommunicated and presenting such a pure form of church. Lord, keep us open to truth and wise as serpents. And Mary Baker, quote from Mary Baker Eddy, rule out of me all sin and may thy word enrich the affections of all mankind and govern them. And then Georgia, so grateful for the reminders of Dr. King's words in, the, in today's calendar quote, quote, I've decided to stick with love. Hate is too great a burden to bear, end quote. The moving Joe Carter interview about perseverance with God made vivid in the spirituals and the wonderful discussion on justice and freedom in the Bible study about the prophet Amos's work. We can all heed God's command to love one another. Love is what the world needs most, something imperative from all our learning. And then Australia, yes, I concur. I sense once the human family catches a glimmer of the Christ vision in the Sermon on the Mount, life will take on new meaning globally. Whilst I cherish truth, I find living as Christ tells me to live challenging. My lost brothers and sisters have no shepherd. Martin Luther King, a shepherd on a mission touched by God, lived a Christ lived a Christ-inspired life while on earth, and his life continues to inspire others as it is symbolizes selfless service, love of truth, and tolerance of the era bound and of their so-called just laws. Martin Luther King taught me as a teenager that the sky is not limited by the clouds. And then I'll read part of another one from Australia. What a fantastic Bible study on the book of Revelation. Thank you so much, Tom, for your research, planning, and sharing of your thinking. And the Irving Tomlinson book. Thank you to all at Plainfield that the book of Revelation is a blessing and that apaka means something hidden. These ideas are both in themselves immense revelations to me. Thank you so much. And then I'm so grateful for God's love, kindness, and goodness, for his care, his strength, and intelligence, and all the opportunity that he provides to lift us out of mortal thinking above and over all human experiences to manifest the divine substance of which the entire universe is composed that we may hear the trumpet call of truth 
and safely walk in the only road to God, the road that has no turning, as a favorite hymn says. The divine love and protection which so enwraps us and is constantly and always underlying, overlying, and encompassing all true being, as Mrs. Eddy wrote. Thank you for such a perfect lesson on the book Revelation. I can't wait to study this book closely in the coming studies with you all. And Karen, we are very fondly looking forward to your article on the voice as a trumpet. <laughs> Lots of love to you, our dear friends in Plainfield, from here, here, here of us in Australia, as always, shoulder to shoulder. And then another Illinois, I'll read part of it. How wonderful to receive a daily, our daily bread each day. The article, God is Individual Consciousness by Bicknell Young, available on our website and on our YouTube channel. I am learning as today's calendar on January 11th, statement says, quote, all the work we do is not to change something, but to know perfection, the perfection we reflect, end quote, by Florence Roberts. I now see this message in all that I study. This truth has been all, this truth has been always available to me. It has never changed and will never change. I have changed and I am so grateful that I am changing. So grateful to God, Mrs. Eddy, our church, the love and support of all the church membership. And then I have a couple of letters that they, they were actually written the first of the year, first of January. The first is North Carolina. I want to thank everyone at Plainfield for such meaningful contributions to my life this week. We are watching The Chosen and we're honestly blown away by the power and beauty of the series. Never would have known about it had it not been for the frequent mentions. It is so helpful in visualizing the setting, the history, and the actual healings of Jesus expressed with such heart, so very inspiring. Another standout among the many gifts this week was the roundtable discussion of peace, peace, where there is no peace, that we are warriors and our warfare is grounded in truth and love which results in healing for all. We are deeply grateful for so much more than I can write now. I just shared the website with a Christian science friend today who is still seeking. Much love to you all. And then this one from Virginia. <clears throat> this letter comes with many thanks for this blessed Christmas week past, made so with all the inspiring teachings and lessons with the writings of Mary Baker Eddy posted on the website on Christmas and those of the early workers. It really set the stage for blessings to unfold. And thank you for the reminder to read and study Christ and Christmas from the November 2020 Love is the Liberator, as well as Christ and Christmas Part 2 in the November 2021 issue. Very important, powerful, and inspiring. The blessings which unfolded from staying in the secret place of the Most High were a sense of calm that replaced the hectic holiday season. God's plan was seen to unfold when the threat that half the family would be unable to gather for Christmas 
was dissolved and we're, we were able to listen and participate in the Plainfield Christmas Eve service. And when there was a need, just the right thing was provided, provided, as it says in Isaiah, and it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. In a time of chaos in the world, staying in the secret place turned out to be a blessing for many. Thank you, Plainfield, for providing all the avenues for so much good. Encloses my monthly contribution. And then finally, this is a um, testimony from California. She's writing about the 91st Psalm. And um, that will be the theme for our January Love is the Liberator. So we appreciate those of you who are contributing. So she writes... Pray the 91st Psalm and live in the softness and peace of divine love. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High is right now dwelling in the consciousness of the perfect love that knows no fear, no evil, no discord, no lies. How comforting is that? Pondering in depth the 91st Psalm has enabled me to get to know God so much better to love him more fully, and to understand his allness and his enormous love for his children, and to experience his healing power in so many different ways. Memorizing the 91st Psalm, especially along with the spiritual interpretation by Doris White Evans, has cast out so much of the daily little fears I formerly felt. As Mary Baker Eddy said, The 91st Psalm will heal anything. Accepting its message is obedience to the word of God. It is a savior from the big lie. A few years ago, as suggested by a Plainfield Church practitioner in one of the roundtable discussions, I began to memorize this psalm, which for me has been quite a slow process, but that's okay because the more time spent letting its comforting message seep into consciousness allowed it to become a nice basis for my state of mind. I'm especially grateful for Doris White Evans' spiritual interpretation of each phrase as it greatly expands the meaning of the psalm. The effect of this has been amazing. What a gift. It has healed so much, proved God's allness and his love, and demonstrated in concrete situations that nothing is impossible to him. When serious flood waters threatened my neighborhood and my house a few years ago, complete with ducks swimming by, I knew I had to get busy and put into practice what I had been learning, and that is exactly when the situation shifted and began to correct itself. The details will be spared here, but it was surprisingly harmonious, and there have been other fine proofs of God's care Several giant pine trees crashing around my house and neighbors' houses during a crazy wind event, but all very kindly falling parallel to the houses. It was only in retrospect that I realized this was an example of a thousand shall fall at thy right hand and ten thousand, oh, a thousand shall fall at thy side and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Acute. 
physical pains and an, and an annoying skin growth alleviated and disappeared. Safe passage and scary snow conditions. Nasty people becoming pleasant. And mostly just the effect of feeling safe, comforted, and unafraid of the gloomy mortal picture of advanced age, dwindling strength, capabilities, and resources. We are all safe and cared for and loved. There have been so many little demonstrations of God's care, too numerous to list, without writing a very, very long essay. I am in the habit of going over the 91st Psalm daily, either the entire psalm or sometimes just certain phrases that pop into thought. It is so spiritually soothing. So be not afraid. The word of God in this psalm is indeed powerful. Don't drown out God's voice by petty little doubts and fears. Evil cannot harm you. Listen to your father. He is right here at all times. I'll bet Jesus loved this psalm. And he that sent me is with me. The Father has not left me alone. That's a quote from John. Getting to know God better through this psalm is a spiritual rejoicing. Thank you. Hallelujah. God is love. And so are we. So with that, I just will thank Craig for his readings tonight. And it was always a pleasure to be with you all. And, and God keep you all. Have a good night. Thank you. To close our meeting, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? Hymn number 292. Put on the whole armor of pure consecration, the breastplate of righteousness valiantly gird, with shield of true faith and the helmet of salvation, the sword of spirit is God's mighty word. Hymn number 292.